Hey folks, this is Randy Barfield, Barfield Home Inspection Services. Coming at you now with another podcast for your listening enjoyment. Today we're going to be talking about things like getting your house ready to get on the market. Uh, I know that we're going through this COVID-19 pandemic and a lot of people have been kind of waiting to get their house on the market. So now is a perfect time for me to put this podcast out got to give some tips and insights that would help people uh, get in their house ready to get on the market. Um, also, I wanted to give a shout out to the emergency workers, the frontline workers that have been taking the brunt of this situation and making people better and healthy. Um, my wife and I, Carrie, we've uh, been smoking briskets and delivering briskets to people that need some food, need some especially like some people that she used to work with at the Seton hospital, Brackenridge. We've taken some, some briskets down there and it's good for me because I like smoking briskets. So better. It's a, it's a good hobby if I've got somebody to give them to. So we've been doing that. And especially with a lot of folks that's been, uh, you know, this Texas stay at home thing and it's anything we can do, anything that we can do to help people make their lives better. We do it. Um, you know, Barfield Home Inspections is an essential service. Um, we were designated by Governor Abbott through his decree. And so we've been out there working every day. Um, I was telling my wife just the other day, I haven't gotten my COVID vacation because I've been doing it every day. So, but that's fine. We need to do it. Um, cause we are an essential service. And when we, when we, you know, do these inspections, we are following the guidelines of the protocols. I would say, I would say we're wearing our gloves. In fact, I've worn so many rubber gloves. I don't have any more calluses on my hands. My hands are like baby soft and they haven't been that way since I was probably 12 years old. So all my calluses are gone, but that's fine. Uh, we're wearing our gloves. We're wearing our boot covers. We're wearing our masks. Uh, we're sanitizing everything down as much as possible before we enter the house, after we enter the house. We're doing pretty much everything we can to ensure that the people that are letting us into their house know that we're following protocol and for our own safety. So, I mean, we travel, we travel all over. We Not only do we, you know, the five counties around Austin Metro, but I mean, we was, we've been as far as Waco. We've been as far as San Antonio. Uh, we've been out to Burnett, Lockhart. I mean, as a, as a home inspector in Texas, you can pretty much go anywhere in the state of Texas and do an inspection. And I think the furthest I've gone is uh, Houston, maybe, or Dallas. But yeah, the only problem is, uh, you know, they have all these, a, you know, the ABOR lockboxes or super key lockboxes. So you if you're not a member of that organization, sometimes it's a little difficult getting inside the house, but we work around it. But, um, but uh, some of the things that I wanted to talk on uh, is about for this podcast is about getting your house ready to put on the market. Uh, I know I've heard a lot of people have been kind of taking their house off the market or kind of waiting to see how this just because one, they don't want a lot of people coming. They don't want a lot of traffic in their house uh, with the COVID scare um, and, and pandemic. 
but now I, now that things have started slightly to get better now people are wanting to put their house on the market and so now is a good time to tell them what they can do to get their house on the market <clears throat> so let's think of it like this the five main components of a house is going to be roof foundation heating and cooling system electrical plumbing and then after that you get into appliances and sprinkler system if you have one or pool or optional equipment for the foundation Take a look around your house, uh, see how the soil line is looking. If it's starting to look like it's drying up around the foundation, then it's maybe a time to start getting like either soaker hoses or start turning on your sprinkler system so it'll start watering around the foundation. Uh, one thing you don't want is for your soil to dry out because then you could cause, you could cause problems with support for your foundation and you could get cracks movement um even though cracks in the ceilings in the sheetrock walls are common you don't want serious or big cracks or 45 degree angle cracks or doors that don't close or windows that don't close because you know the foundation to make an, a foundation level or do a foundation repair is quite expensive uh so if you can do those, you know, do your part as a homeowner to keep your foundation stable and water around it. That's, that's pretty easy. That's easy to do. Uh, the second thing is the roof. Now I don't expect everybody to go out and get a ladder and start climbing on your roof, especially if you're on a nine, 12 or 10, 12 pitch. I mean, I have a problem getting on those kind of roofs, so I don't expect anybody that's not a professional to get on those. But you can look at it with a set of binoculars. You can kind of get outside and look at your roof, stand out, you know, look at the shingles. If you see missing shingles, if you see shingles that have turned up or curled up or flashing that's not sealed, well, that's a good indication you might want to call a certified roofer to come out and look at your house, look at your roof and do some repairs and kind of give you an evaluation. Um, then if you now in my inspections, I am constantly recommending to people to, when they buy a house, the number one thing they need to do is one, keep your filters changed on a regular basis. And two, have your, your air conditioning system maintained on um, a semi-annual basis, like every two, twice a year, fall and spring. And that'll keep the system running at peak performance. Uh, so if you have not had your air conditioning system serviced in, a, in quite a while, I would definitely consider it because they could come in and they could find issues with the, and make repairs. And in so doing, you don't have to deal with those issues on a home inspection report. Because at that time, once the home inspection is done, you only have like a certain amount of days left in the option period. And if a buyer comes in and has a home inspection done and he finds major issues with your air conditioner, they could very well terminate the contract and walk away. And then you're left with having to do the repairs anyway. So something you might think about is having a service done. Uh, you can go on to our website, barfieldhomeinspection.com and go under home buyer resources and look under the vendor page. And we have a quite a few list of vendors that we recommend for doing this type of work. Then you get into electrical, you know, uh, bulbs not working, ceiling fans not working, 
wobbly ceiling fans, um, uh, light fixtures not working, uh, outlets that are cracked not working, switches that are broken, those kind of things. You can choose uh, to try to get those repaired or consult with an electrical contractor to come out and do some work for you. If you've done some DIY stuff, you went down to Home Depot and bought a light fixture and you installed it and it never really worked, well, it might be time to get it working or have somebody come in and look at it and see what they can do to get it working. Because you want all your light fixtures working, you want pretty much all of your electrical working as much as possible. <clears throat> the biggest um, things that we get is old code versus new code. The building code and electrical code changes about every three years on average. So you cannot, it's impossible to keep your house up to code all the time. It's just not gonna happen. But a home inspector comes in and per the Texas Real Estate Commission guidelines and standards of practice, we have to write up certain items. So do the best you can on the electrical. If you, if something comes up and the inspector says, you know, this is not code, but then you always have the argument. Well, you know, my house was built in 2001. All those codes were adopted in 2009. How do you expect me to keep that up? That's something you can negotiate. It's not really a performance issue and you can take it, you know, you can take that with a grain of salt and trying to figure out, okay, yeah, we need to do it, but we don't have to do it. Um, but on the surface, just look at your electrical system and see what you need to do for outlets, smoke alarms. Like if you look at your smoke alarms and they're all yellow, uh, it's a pretty good indication you need to update them. Um, and then on the plumbing, same thing, run your fixtures, make sure hot is on the hot side, cold is on the cold side, everything is draining properly. Um, you know, the sinks are all draining properly. The bathrooms are running properly. The shower stems, when you pull them up, divert water to the shower. And if they're sticking or they haven't been changed or haven't been converted back, you know, pushed down in a while, they're probably stuck. It may be time to get a new one. Uh, all of these things that would probably be in an inspection report. Um, if you have a septic system, I would strongly encourage you to have your septic system inspected prior to putting it on the market or at least having it pumped because when the septic inspector comes out there, he's going to want to have it pumped because it hasn't been pumped in a while. And if you've already had it pumped or had it inspected, um, you could furnish them that paperwork or you can let them deal with it. Hopefully on an aerobic system, you're having somebody come out and look at it every four months anyways. Uh, so up to you what you want to do on the septic, but hopefully you've had somebody coming out at some point checking it out. Um, and on a water well, <clears throat> that's just, you know, you have to take that as it is. I don't get into water wells too much. That's a, that's a specialized service. Um, if you have a pool, hopefully you've been taking care of it and you've been doing the chemicals and the, the gunite liner and all that looks good. If not, if it's starting to flake off and look brittle and turn white, then more than likely an inspector is going to write up the fact that it needs to be replastered. So those things you can look at and expect. Um, appliances, 
Um, if you've got a microwave that you burn the popcorn in and there's a whole bunch of burn marks in there, more than likely that's going to come at the inspection report. Uh, make sure your oven's clean. Uh, make sure your dishwasher's clean um, before you put it on the market. Um, and just make sure the one thing is that I can't stress enough is when you do put on the market and you have the home inspector, you're planning for a home inspection is to make sure that the inspector has access to the attic, uh, to the air conditioner, to the air conditioner closet, to pretty much everything he needs to access the electrical panels and all that. The inspector will not move your refrigerator to get to the electrical panel. He will not get in your car and back it out so he can get into the attic. What will happen is he will call his client or tell his client that he is not able to access the attic because there's a car in the way. You know, there's a 69 Camaro that's on blocks in the garage and he can't get in the attic because it's blocking access. So what's going to happen is the buyer is still wanting to want that, that attic inspected and the buyer, the seller is going to have to move that car and there's going to be a fee for the inspector to come back out. And more than likely the seller of the home is going to have to pay that. And it's usually around 150 to $200. So when you're getting your house on the market, make sure he has access to all of the access points he needs to get to uh, water heater closet, uh, attic access, air conditioner closets, uh, electrical panels. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm not telling you, if you want to empty the whole house and make it vacant, that's great. That was even easier, but not, I mean, it within reason at the end, I would say if you have a whole lot of vegetation growing against your house, I would really highly consider having someone come out to trim it back. Not only is it a, a deficiency in the inspection report, it is also a conducive conditions for wood destroying insects. Also, if you haven't had a tune up on your sprinkler system, I would highly encourage it. Even if you don't sell the house and you manage to stay there, a irrigation system tune up is worth having. It could save you water and money down the long run. So those are just a few tips. Um, and if you ever need more tips or want to get in contact with us, you can always find us, barfieldhomeinspectionservice.com. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Hey, folks, thanks for joining us on this podcast. I'm really glad you joined us, and I hope you got something out of it, something you can use to help uh, put your house on the market. And please join us on the next podcast where we'll be talking about the Austin real estate market and the effects that the COVID-19 has on it and how it's recovering and what folks can do on that part. Also, if you need to get a hold of me, please contact me at info at barfieldhomeinspection.com or call me at 512-350-0123 or myself, 512-789-2710 or flag me down in the middle of the road. I'll stop and talk to you. I'll talk to anybody. If I can help you, I will. So thank you so much for joining us today, and I look forward to seeing you all in the next one. Thank you.